Welcome to part two of how to have your best school year ever. Now, in the previous episode, I mentioned the three different things that were really big game changers in my education career. So the first was taking stress out of planning, building relationships, and then leveraging your successes with PR. So the previous episode, episode 91, is all about taking the stress out of planning and specifically how to do that to set yourself up for success for this next school year. So if you haven't listened to that already, go back and listen to that now and then come back to this episode. Maintaining or increasing enrollment, staying on top of ever-changing content, incorporating best teaching practices, These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. But today we are actually going to go over how to build relationships and what I was able to do in my teaching career that really shifted my teaching and whether or not I actually enjoyed being a teacher and how I started to have the best school years ever. And it was with relationships. We talk a lot about having relationships with students, which is fabulous. And I am all for having student relationships. And actually, I did make a really big shift when I was teaching that really did impact. But today, I also want to talk about some other relationships. So we're going to start with students. One of the things that really impacted me in whether or not I enjoyed being at the school is getting to know my students a little bit better. And I started to have student conferences and you don't have to do student conferences in order to build relationships, but I was able to meet with my students regularly one-on-one. So the the class would be working on some independent practice and then I would just pull students out and I would meet with all of them over the course of a few days and yes it was a lot of time on my part but if the students were at a point where they were working on a project it was really easy to pull kids aside ask them like how's life and then specifically how were they feeling about the actual class and the content that we were learning and it really did help me get to know them better and especially I would ask them on the first couple times that I met with them what is something that I should know about you outside of school and they would tell me some of their interests and other things that would help me connect with them more and I feel like part of the thing that helped me connect with them was that they had someone who was actually curious about getting to know them beyond how they were doing in their class. And it really did make a huge difference because students, they knew that I liked them. It wasn't that I automatically liked them, which is normally where I feel like we all are his teachers. We're in teaching because we want to make difference in students' lives, but sometimes they have a hard time seeing that we actually do care about them. So that was one of the things that I really like to do with connecting with my students. Also, greeting them at the door has been a great way, and then I've actually carried that on to in my admin, is just getting to know students and asking them how they're doing, doing some follow-up questions when they start telling you some random stuff about their weekend as far as they went camping or whatever they did and just really getting to know them and letting them know that you do indeed care for them. 
Okay, so now we're going to get into some of the things that we don't always talk about when it comes to building relationships. And that is building relationships with the other adults in the building and then some of those outside of the building and how you can actually use those relationships to help you enjoy yourself a lot more and then also be more successful in your position. So what I'm going to start with first is I'm going to start with your colleagues. And that is something that you probably do have relationships with the colleagues, those who may be teaching around you in the building, um, in your hallway, like the teacher next door. Um, You may not have a clue though, who is at the other side of the school. So I would encourage you to try to get to know more people, whether that's you're walking around more before school or after school, really trying to get to know other people. There could be some other teachers that would be great for collaborating with. Maybe they are trying a new practice or something in their class and you don't know them because they're on the other side of the school and they can really help you. And then the other thing too is that when if you're wanting to do things that are cross-curricular, just to be able to know someone in the math department and the English department and the science department and what are they doing and being able to bounce ideas off of them saying, hey, we're doing this in our class. What are you doing yours? Is there something that we can build on and help each other out? The other reason to have a specific relationship with a certain teacher is to have a buddy teacher. So if you don't have a buddy teacher, this is what it is and this is why you should get a buddy teacher. So they are the one who you already have like an agreement beforehand that if you are having a hard time with a student or maybe even a student just needs to retake a test or something, that you can send them to that classroom. And the the student could come in, there's no questions asked, the other teacher has a place for them to be and sit. And it's just, you have someone else besides calling your administration for an admin removal. Because sometimes your students, they don't need, they're not doing anything like that warrants, like being sent to the office, getting called home, all of that. Maybe they just need a change in scenery and having a buddy teacher that, like I said, you already have that agreement with and just really cuts down on time. It allows you to still be the person in charge of your classroom instead of giving your power away to admin and it allows you to have a break. The other great thing about having a buddy teacher is when you have a substitute. If you have a buddy teacher and you contact that buddy teacher saying, hey, I've got a sub tomorrow, just as an FYI, then you can write in your sub plans that this is the buddy teacher to go check in with and that person can possibly help them work the projector or any other thing, then they're right close to And I would suggest if you could have someone that's close, that's going to be ideal. But someone that your sub can go to if there's any questions. And I know in our building, it's been really good when those teachers do have buddy teachers with substitutes in particular, because those substitutes, they feel welcomed into the school, they feel supported, they don't always have to be calling the office, and they already have someone there that they can chat with if they've got questions. And we really want our subs to come back to our school so that we can be able to utilize them and be able to take time off when we need to. Okay, so now I'm going to talk to you about your counselors. Now as a CTE teacher, it is crucial that you get to know your counselors and that they get to know you because they do have 
a part in helping guide students to careers, which are your classes. So having a relationship with all of your counselors, letting them know they know what you teach as far as like your course description, but really inviting them into your classroom, going around and chatting with them every once in a while, seeing how things are going, letting them know if there are any changes, sharing celebrations or wins of a student who might be in their alphabet, like, hey, Johnny is doing fabulous in my class this year. Um, he would really do well in the second level. So just some things like that, getting to know your counselors. And although they technically, at least in the state of Utah, they are not supposed to be doing the master schedule. They do help put together the master schedule kind of a little bit, just so that all of the pieces really work together. So they are really a person or people group that you should get to know really well and they should get to know you. Next, we're going to move on to your admin team. So you do want to have your admin team as your allies. And is just like the counselors, you want them in your classroom as much as possible. Invite them in, let them know, hey, this is going on. But I also want to let you know, coming from the admin perspective, if they don't show up, don't take it personally. There are other things that may have happened, so just keep inviting them. Invite them in, invite them in, invite them in. Let them know what you're doing. Share your wins and successes of your students get them excited about the program that you have because if they're if you're excited about it if they're coming into your classroom if they're seeing the cool things that's happening they're going to be telling other people and it's just going to be a ripple effect so having the admin team just always in your classroom and don't be afraid of them being in your classroom yes at some point they will be doing evaluations but if you actually have them in your classroom really frequently then your evaluation goes really well because they have seen you in a myriad of different lesson situations, lab situations, whether you're um, doing direct instruction or working in the shop or whatever, like they are seeing it all. They're getting a really good picture of what is really going on in your class. And so when they do give that evaluation, they've already seen it and they can just give you a better idea of how you are doing and what you might be able to improve on. Now with that, if you have a teacher coach, a mentor coach, anybody who acts as like an instructional coach available to you, whether they're in your school or in your district, that would be someone else for you to tap into, to be able to invite them into your class. And they don't always, and I wish that there were more that were CTE related, but anyone, even if they teach communications or social studies or English language arts, having them in your classroom, they can really strengthen what you do and what you can bring to the table as far as teaching strategies go. Okay, and then I'm going to wrap this up because I'm talking a lot again, but the final person or group of people to make relationships or build relationships with are your parents. And at the secondary level, it's pretty hard to do this just in that when you're at the elementary level, your parents are very involved. They're always wanting to contact you. Everybody shows up to parent-teacher conference, which doesn't always happen at the secondary level. So I would encourage you to establish relationships when you can. Now, you don't have to put together a newsletter. You can if you want. If you want to send out emails, 
do what you want. That does take a little bit more of your time, but if that's something that you really would like to do, go ahead and do that. But I would encourage you to try to call all of your parents at least once during the semester to tell about a good thing that's happening with their student. And I encourage you to call them versus sending an email. Emails, you can send multiple through the semester, but really calling people and more likely than not, you are going to be leaving a message, but just letting them know the the good things that you see in their student while they're at school. And the reason that this will help is because there could be a time later on the road where you might need to be calling home to let them know that their student is struggling. And if you've already left a positive message or you have spoken to them a time before and it has been positive, then those conversations will be a lot easier to have. The other thing with your parents is they can become your best cheerleaders because they can help you recruit because they are talking to their friends in the neighborhood and they can tell them about the experience that their child has had in your classes and they can actually get people to sign up because they'll talk and it will just spread around the community. The other thing is, is that if you really get some of those parents on your side, they will fight for you. If you are needing any sort of financial grants or more funding or any sort of equipment. We've had several times where parents have gone to bat for us and we're like, oh, we don't really need the money. We have money already, but they, they're really invested in our programs and get behind it. They also do a great job leading into what I'm going to be talking about next week is leveraging your successes with PR because they are going to be ones that will spread your successes around the community. So tune in next week because we're going to be talking about leveraging your successes with PR and how that can help you have your best school year ever. Until next time. 